0: This is Christian Book Blurb, brought to you by author and songwriter Matt McCleary. Get a behind-the-scenes glimpse into the lives of some of your favourite Christian authors. Hear about their books and faith. Also, why not check out my website, mattmccleary.com. If you enjoy listening to this podcast, you can help keep it on the web. All you've got to do is buy me a coffee head over to buymeacoffee.com slash to make a donation. There is a link in this episode's show notes. So go on, buy me a coffee today and help this podcast to keep supporting Christian books and authors. Hello and welcome to another fun-packed episode of the Christian Book Blurb podcast. I'm your host Matt McCleary and yet again we have another fantastic Christian author who we're going to be speaking to today about their faith, their life and their books. And it is 2023, our second episode um, in the series and it's fantastic to have you join us early in this new year and we just pray that It'll be full of blessing and hope and life for all of our listeners. So let me just say hello to Joy. Our our author today is Joy V. So very welcome to the show, Joy.
1: Thank you very much. Thank you for having me. It's lovely to be here.
0: Very welcome to be here. Thank you for joining us um, and for giving us some of your time to talk about your books and and, and your passions and and, and the things that you do, um, which is fantastic so you are an author of children's books, and mostly, I think we'll talk about <laughs> yeah, <laughs> some yeah. of the others a bit later. Um, the, the, the series I've been particularly intrigued by is Kai. Mm-hmm. The, the story about the stories that you've written about Kai. What can you tell us about um, the Kai series and the latest book in that series?
1: So, my son has never enjoyed reading um and so I set out many years ago to write him a book that he would enjoy and read and he still hasn't ever read any of my books so I don't think I succeeded on that one um but as we got into lockdown um my nephews and nieces began to read books and um they could go to the library at some point and get home like 25 books each, so they would come home with 75 books stacked up in their rooms, and um, it. They were all about wizards and witches and unicorns and 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 I was like, hang on, what about all the good books, you know? And and I, I suggested exciting reads like you know ballet shoes or um, Famous Five, and they looked at me, gone out, and went, I don't think so. Um, so I began to think about writing books for children that really kind of showed a different, some, a different option to the one that they're getting in a lot of the books nowadays. Um, and I have a nephew called Kai, and Kai, unlike my son, does like to read. But I did want to write a series of books for those boys, especially boys, who don't like to read, really, who are just bored by it. So it's kind of short chapters, It's um, there are some pictures in it. Not much, but there are some. Um, and it, it, Kai goes on these different adventures. So in Kai's first adventure, I think like everyone, he feels like he was born to be super. He feels like there's something inside of him which is amazing, except nobody else has got the memo. So he's there feeling special and nobody else really even thinks he is and they kind of laugh at him a little, he's the butt of the jokes and he can't figure out why he has this burning desire to be special and yet isn't. Um, And then he meets a friend at school, he makes a new friend, a little girl who tells him that he was born to be super and he's like, well, how do you know? And she said, well, Jesus told me and he just laughs at her and he thinks, well you talk to dead people and she's like no no he's not Jesus isn't dead and she he says he says well if Jesus isn't dead you've got 24 hours to prove it and uh, he thinks he's been amazingly clever but that night he has a dream that changes his life and uh, so that that's the start of Kai's adventures and then yeah Kai goes on a journey of finding his purpose really
0: And you've just released um, a book called Kai Playing His Part, sort of the the most recent um, Mm -hmm. installment in the series. Um, What's that about? What adventure does he go on there?
1: Okay, so with that one, um, at this point, Kai already knows Jesus and is is trying to follow Jesus as best he can at school with his understanding of who Jesus is. Um, And his... Spoiler alert, but his uh, Sunday school teacher, Alison, who is amazing, um, introduces them to the concept that we called in our youth, we called it practicing the presence of God. Um, I remember as a teenager being very inspired um, by, by the book, Practicing the Presence of God, written by a, an old monk many years ago, um, about that mental discipline of remembering that Jesus is with you all the time. Um, and so I thought, well, let's, let's take Kai on that kind of life-changing adventure of of learning and practicing and remembering that Jesus is always with him, and so so he begins to try to do that, and there's some ups and downs along the way, and then there's a huge curveball thrown in which wrecks everything, you know, like oh, like there always cool. is in a good story, um, but that was. All of my, my books, my Kai books and, and the other series, of Sienna books, they have questions at the back so that parents can read a chapter and then have like a discussion with their child about some of the things that Kai's feeling or some of the things he's learning. And, and my hope is that through these discussions, parents and children together will be able to put in some reminders and be able to grow in this practice of practicing the presence of remembering Jesus together and it can be something that they go on as a family and becomes part of their everyday conversation and becomes part Mm. of their their everyday
0: walk. That's really useful and I know that you seem to like writing um, series of books (laughs) because the Kai books is one of your series. Mm -hmm. We've also got another series um, Mm. called the Petrov family Mm -hmm. series which includes the titles they whisper about us and the letters she never sent. So Mm. are these similar in nature to the Kai books or are they completely different?
1: No, they're set for a different audience. So the Kai books are aimed at children aged between kind of five and nine, just starting to read chapter books by themselves. And because at that age, children are formulating their worldview, um, there is a very, very strong and a very blatant Christian message. And this is how you live for Jesus. Um, because they're still forming their worldview. We can say that to them and they can accept that without feeling like they're being preached at or talked down to. Um, When it comes to the Petrov family, we're kind of at the other end of the scale. So I wrote They Whisper About Us for my teenage daughter, who is now 15 and uh she was she she didn't like books that were preachy and she didn't like books that didn't have a real sense of adventure and during lockdown we sat and watched some of the films that she was watching the young adult films and books that she was into and they're very very dark they're very dark there's suicide there's depression there's terminal illness cancer in kids there's just all these horrifically dark situations and this is what she's reading in her normal life for fun and then when she comes to christian fiction it's about riding ponies and school plays and she's like well uh, i'm kind of bored so i i rose to the challenge and thought i will write about the darkest thing that i can remember and for me that was actually my time living in st petersburg um it, it, I lived there after I got married for seven months um, and I was a Russian speaker so so really mixed in with the kind of Russian population Um but it was shocking to me how much they were still even in 20, 2004 living under the shadow of the siege especially the older people who had grown up in the, in the light of it and for them they lived in the legacy of the siege of Leningrad as much then as they probably did 10, 20 years after. And it was a very, it's a beautiful city, but spiritually it's a very, very dark city. Um, And and so I, I kind of drew on that and I thought, what would it be like for a young girl living there about 10 years after the death of Stalin? So just, it's when spiritual... Um, oppression is beginning to ramp up again in the country. Mm. Um, and so we looked at what that would feel like for a girl who has normal hopes and ambitions. But then she discovers that actually um, in her family history, there are secrets that are going to scupper her career um, and scupper her lives. And they live with these whispers that are whispered about them. And these whispers begin to cause real trouble for the family.
0: Mm, so, mm. They're quite not... different to the kind. But, yeah, <laughs>
1: very different. There's not questions at the end of that book for each chapter. Yeah, you just yeah. kind of keep
0: reading. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, so mm-hmm. those those listeners who are, are listening to this and thinking, you know, I've got a really young child or I've got a teenage child, um, mm-hmm. there's something for for them there. Um, written for different audiences, which is really useful to know. Um, what got you first interested in writing?
1: Okay, so. I've always enjoyed writing. I lived, I lived in Ukraine for seven years. Um, I moved out there when I was 23. Uh, in, in 1999. So for those of you who are good at maths, I'm very old. Um, but at that time, there was dial up internet. I'm not sure if you can remember that. There was oh, no yes, social media. Mm? Yeah, no yeah. mobile phones. Uh, you had to go to an internet cafe if you didn't own your own laptop. Um, and so I got used to writing newsletters home. And so um, if I wanted to write a long one, I'd write it on paper. If I wanted to write a short one, I could go to the internet cafe. Um, internet cafes in 1990s Ukraine, very interesting. Um, but but that kind of almost honed my my storytelling. I could I had to create a world that That people hadn't otherwise experienced and they I couldn't just take a a shot or a you know a camera shot to show because nobody could see those pictures um so I would have a time called share the moment where I'd literally describe everything going on around me um and so I think that that really did develop my skills and everyone's like oh you should write a book and I'm like "Mm, yeah okay and uh, I never did for which I think most of people in the world are grateful um and then It was like, like I said, um, it was with my son, not reading books, and then um, my nephews and nieces um, just reading, they read like mad crazy things, they're amazing children, and and they read through everything so fast, but I really wanted things that would feed them, that would feed their soul, that would feed their spirit, uh, and their intellect. Um, so it, it all started a couple of years ago. Um, before Christmas, um, I needed to up my present game. So I thought, if I write a story for my niece based on her and her family, um, then that would be, um, yeah, that would be a, a good gift for her. And so is be- that
0: where mm. is that where your first book, The Treasure Man, came from?
1: Yes, that is about ah. Sienna.
0: And her okay. two brothers.
1: Mm-hmm. Yes. And so that was written for them. And and that kind of answers why I like to, to write in series because these characters become alive to me and they're very real. And and you know, they are it's amazing how many people can see themselves in my books. You know, it's obviously all a work of fiction, not in any way related to anybody real. But it's amazing how much inspiration we draw off people we know around us. So these people become very real and it's easy to write stories and then more stories appear in my head. And so I just want to write more stories about them.
0: Mm.
1: So, yeah, so Sienna um, is for for like 11, sorry, 7 to 11 year olds. Sienna's just in her final year of primary school. And these books talk more about, if you like, the supernatural part of our faith. So in the first one she's learning how to listen to the Holy Spirit, what does that feel like, how how do I step out in faith and what happens when nothing happens or when things all go wrong when I do that and the second book Love from Sienna is then all about forgiveness which is a huge topic and I just feel if we can begin to teach our children how to forgive and that the forgiveness we extend comes from us receiving that forgiveness from Jesus, then actually we've taught them a really valid life lesson and they can go further than us without having to struggle to learn the lessons that we struggled mm. with so much.
0: A really important message to to be grappling with. Really good. Now recently um you had a Kickstarter crowdfunding campaign to mm-hmm. raise funds to translate the first of your Kai books into mm. ukrainian mm-hmm. how did that go and why did you do it
1: <laughs> okay so um obviously you know that the war has really brought ukraine to the forefront of everyone's mind um but ukraine is a country that i've i've loved for years um i'm actually i'm actually married to a ukrainian so my children are half ukrainian um and I'm, as I say, I lived out there for seven years uh, in my early adulthood. Met my husband out there, um, and in many ways, although my home country is English and I am Eng- well, Britain and I am English, uh, my heart country has always been Ukraine. And my husband and I, we've been back in this country for seven, 17 years, and. 16, we're still looking for a way to go back to Ukraine, you know, and and before the war, even we spent quite a bit of time with our daughter in prayer about is now the right time to go back? And we just felt actually no, now is not the right time to go back. And you know, about four months after that, then the war broke out. Um so you know, Ukraine has become special to many people through this process, and and many people are, are feeling that connection. Um, but kind of the reason that I wanted to translate the book's not just because they are nice stories um, about hope, um, but also because Ukrainians are bilingual. They have two languages. In many ways, it's like the Welsh. So Welsh people, they can speak English and they will speak English to English people, but when they're together, they'll speak Welsh and they'll They're proud of the fact that they can speak Welsh. And it's it's really the same with Ukrainians. Um, Ukrainians, they can all understand Russian and they, you know, but Ukrainian is their heart language. Now, we're seeing the east and the west side of Ukraine. The west side of Ukraine has been Ukrainian speaking for donkey's years. Um, Whereas the east side... um, The history of Ukraine is such that under Stalin, he shoved a load of Russians, ethnic Russian people into that area, and it really changed the makeup of the people. Uh, And so Russian became the more spoken language. Um, And so after the initial invasion in 2014, some Russian speakers switched over to Ukrainian, but Russian was still spoken freely on the streets in, in Kiev and in Kharkov and all of these places that we're currently hearing Hassan. But since the invasion in February last year, there's been a real move. All of my Russian-speaking friends now moved, and they all speak Ukrainian. But I'm very aware that there's children scattered all over Europe that want to return to Ukraine, but are actually fluent Russian speakers. So how do they learn Ukrainian? when they're here and they're learning English or they're in Germany, they're learning German and, and at home they might speak Russian. And so I kind of wanted to, to provide an excellent translation that can be used as an example of, of language for those children then who are wanting to, to keep their Ukrainian and to improve their Ukrainian. And so I was really blessed to find a translator who is Absolutely amazing. Um, she herself is a Ukrainian language school teacher, so she loves the language and um, she's also a Christian and um, she loved the message of the Kai books. Um, although by birth she was a Russian speaker. And so she is now actually translating the book into Russian for me so that we can try to get it into Russia, which it's illegal in Russia because it's so blatantly Christian. So uh, we're going to attempt that and also get that to refugees, Russian refugees who are fleeing the war and mobilisation and are fleeing the Putin regime in other parts mm. of Europe. So
0: Really, yeah. really interesting. Now, you have sent me a copy of... The Ukrainian edition mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Of, of your Kai books. I think is it two books yeah. in one?
1: It's the first the f- two books. So it's Kai Born to Be Super and Kai Making It Count. Combined so together. I've got
0: a copy of this book that Joy V has kindly sent me. So it's in Ukrainian. It's the first two Kai books sort of together um, in one edition, um, which I will be um, giving away in my email newsletter giveaway um, a little bit later on. Um, this month. So if you are listening to this, and you know, Ukrainian refugee children, or you know, somebody who's housing Ukrainian refugee children, or, or, even, even if at school, you know, your child goes to school and, you know, there, there's some Ukrainian children there or whatever, you could donate the book to the school. Or you could give the book to to um, families who are housing and looking after Ukrainian refugees and whatever it may be. So this is a great opportunity for you to get hold of a copy of... Um, the the Kai books in Ukrainian is to sign up to my newsletter email and then you can enter the competition to win a free copy of the Kai books in Ukrainian. So do pop over to my website mattmcclary.com to do that and having said that we'll be back continuing our chat with Joy after this. Hi I'm author Matt McCleary my new book, The Prison Letters, a 40-day devotional for Lent, will take you on a thematic journey through the books of Ephesians, Philippians, Colossians, and Philemon. Packed full of personal anecdotes and wisdom, the message Paul conveyed to his readers during his imprisonment is brought to life. The Prison Letters devotional is available now from my website mattmclarey.com, and wherever good books are sold. Get your copy today. Welcome back to the Christian Book Blurb podcast. I am chatting with um, children and young adult author, Joy V, and we've been talking about her books before the break. What I want to turn to now, Joy, is um, talking a little bit more about you and who you are and, and, and your faith, sort of getting a look behind the book cover to see who the author is, and um, I'm lucky because I do these interviews sort of over the internet and and we can get to see each other on camera and I can see you've got some board games behind you on the bookshelf and all that kind of thing so I get a bit of insight into the life of authors um, but our listeners obviously they can't see what I can see Um, so let's let's have a little delve into your life Um, are you a writer well you are a writer but is that all you do?
1: It's not all I do. Um, I am one of these people that actually needs people in order to to be happy and to be content in life. Um, And so much as I love writing, um, I find that I need to be around people and talking to people, even for the inspiration of the stories. excuse me, especially around children. Um, And so I actually am a trained ESOL teacher. So I teach English to speakers of other languages. um, And over the past few weeks have been dealing mainly with refugees. and people with learning difficulties. So um, maybe women who have never had access to education, never been taught to read or write in their own language, um, struggling with issues of dyslexia, and, you know, have been working with them. I've, I've made a shift um, just recently Back in about September, um, I reached the end of myself and I realised I, I couldn't deal with adults anymore. So I have made the shift to be working alongside schools, um, helping with Ukrainian Afghan refugees um, and helping them, uh, which I, I really enjoy. So I do that for a, a couple of hours every day uh, and that kind of feeds, feeds me and then helps me disappear back into my room to, to mm. write more books. And so although I am one of these people I like the shiny things I like the new shiny things I think that's why (laughs) I couldn't write a full-length adult book because I think I just get bored halfway through and go I want to write something else Um, (laughs) and so children's books it's great because by the time I'm bored the
0: book's finished um (laughs) so yeah great um so how you're a Christian Mm. how did that happen how did you become Ah. a Christian
1: Okay, well, I was I was raised in a godly home, um, you know. So, so from a very early age, I I was like nine days old when I was first in church or something like that. Um, just raised with with an awareness of who God is and um, just a practice of of reading the Word and and loving the Word. And so I I came to that decision to follow Christ for myself at quite an early age, and and for me knowing jesus and having him as as my best friend was how i lived my my childhood life you know i um kids sometimes ask me why do you write books about jesus and i'm like because i don't know any other way to live i actually don't know what it would be like if I was dealing with with the problems, you know, that have been thrown up by the war, I don't know how I would cope with that without God, without knowing that ultimately there is someone who's able to do so much more than I can do and is able to... Yeah, to change things that I can't change. I don't know how. Mm -hmm. I I just don't know. And I I figure that's probably why there is so much of a bent in children's literature towards the things of the supernatural, because there is that desire for us to think that someone else is in charge and that maybe there's a way I can access something that will give me more control. And so, yeah, so it's just been something I've always believed in. It's always been mine. It was never really like, oh, it was my parents and then I had to make a choice for myself. It was always the case. No, no, Jesus was was my best friend. And, mm-hmm. you know, yeah. So, yeah, that's, yeah. No, that's, that's good.
0: So you, you've already mentioned that you're a parent yourself mm. and being brought up um, in a Christian home, as you just mm-hmm. talked about. Um, what advice do you have for Christian parents out there um, on raising children? Mm-hmm. What would you say to
1: them? The one thing I would say, which we have found so helpful with our children, is be real. Don't try to hide anything. If you don't know the answer, or if you don't know where the money's coming from, which is often our story, or if if you're not sure, it's absolutely fine to say to the children, I don't know, can we pray about this together? what we've found is, and we've lived through times of, um, you know, unemployment, we've lived through times when there's been no money, Um I remember one Christmas, I said to the children, I said, you know, we don't have any money for presents this year, I mean, we literally had nothing, um, and I said, I said, let's, I said, Mate, you make your lists, and we will pray about them, I said, but Jesus is the parent with the money. That's what we would always say. He's the Mm -hmm. one with the money. And uh, so we got this list and the things they put on this list. I mean, it was a humble list. It wasn't computers or anything like that. But I was just like, there's no way we can afford them. But we just held these lists before the Lord, all of us together. And we laid our hands on them and said, Jesus, this is what we would like to celebrate your birthday. Um two, three days later, someone came into the, the cafe where I was working and gave me a hundred pounds and said, God's just told me to give you this for your children's Christmas presents. You know, so <laughs> when we gave the children their presents, we were literally able to say, This is what Jesus did. And now our children have grown, they're fifteen and sixteen. Um And they are now at that stage where they're looking for the rest of their lives. Where do we go to university? And they're not coming to us and saying, how much can you give us for university? They're saying, I've prayed about it. And God said, I can go here. And so he'll provide the money. And how much of that do you want to pay? And, you know, yeah, I, 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 the honesty of saying to our children, you know, this, this friend of ours is sick and we don't know what's going to happen, but let's pray um actually is so much better than pretending we have it all together and because we haven't got it all together at all Um, (laughs) and and kids grow up thinking that we have and then they reach adulthood and they realize they haven't got it all together and they don't know where to go our kids have no idea they they know we're not all together but they know that jesus is the one who is all together and so i would say be honest be vulnerable even from an early age with your children if they learn that they don't need to trust you but they can trust jesus Then actually, that's the best lesson that you can teach them, Mm, in my opinion. Really
0: good. Really good. Um, Do you do anything for fun? Have you got any hobbies? board games probably
1: well to be fair I enjoy a good board game but it's hard work getting anyone else in the family to play with me
0: <laughs> a thick layer of dust
1: on some of these um, you know looking forward to Christmas when the siblings come and we can all sit around and play um, my, my relaxation is from being with people and so you know cups of tea with friends i'd like to think that my hobby is coffee houses and uh, Mm. exciting hot chocolates um (laughs) so yeah that that's kind of what i do for for fun and relaxation um yeah have you got
0: got a favorite food
1: anything um anything Apart from okay. Okay. I don't mind a bit I of mean, salmon. I mean, you don't but...
0: like. There you go. All right. Yeah. Good.
1: Yeah. No. I mean, especially something someone else has cooked. That's always my favourite kind of food. <laughs> <laughs> you
0: know. And if they're doing the washing up as well, yeah. Well, definitely. Well, we've
1: raised our children to do that. To ah, oh, It's another tip: get <laughs> the kids to do the chores. <laughs> um, Joy,
0: have you got anything that you're working on at the moment? Yes. Book-wise.
1: Yes. So. Right now, um, we've just bought out the third Kai book. I'm now working on the third Sienna book, um, which will be out yeah, later this year, hopefully around the spring kind of time. Um, and that's... Um, it, it, I think it, we're going to call it Go Away Sienna. And it's about Sienna having to deal with her friends literally saying, we don't want anything to do with you anymore um and so you know drawing on some some pretty painful lessons uh, in my past but but the more i see my my niece grow and you know the more there are those arguments as girls head towards teenagers and these preteen years they can be quite conflicting and and sometimes there is no easy answer and sometimes there is no happy ever after and sometimes friends just drift apart but how do we keep god in the center of that how do i still believe that Jesus loves me, even when my best friends don't want anything to do with me? And how do I not become dreadfully insecure in that? So that's kind mm. of the lessons mm. that we're looking at.
0: Yeah. Oh, that sounds yes. really interesting. So if you're listening to this, do keep an eye open um, for Joy V's new books that are coming um, out Um really soon speaking of keeping an eye out joy Mm -hmm. where can people find more information about you are you on social media where can they find your books can they buy them online in bookshops how does it work for you
1: okay so um like like many women have teenage mothers of teenage children i'm on facebook um (laughs) that's really where i'm kind of most active either under my author name joy v or under my Full name, which is actually Joy Velika Rodney, well, you yeah. um, know. And so I, I'm kind of active on that. Um, kind of. Um, I did try to employ my daughter to sort out an Instagram account for me, but that didn't work. Um, yeah no so so that's it but I do have a website and that's yeah. probably the best place to find me so that is joyv. that's v e joyv org not dot com because I'm not a com I'm just an org (laughs) so uh, yeah so that's the best place to kind of find me there's a contact form at the bottom so anyone can write to me and I'll respond usually within 24 hours often Mm -hmm. within
0: 20 minutes to be fair and Um, can they find your books on your website as well yes
1: my books are for sale on my website um audio books for some of the Kai series ebooks for the Kai, and couple of the Sienna books are in ebook form um and then also everything's available on Amazon um and oh if you want to buy from a real bookstore uh please go to Glow G-L-O which is a Glow store in Motherwell they are huge proponents of mine they stock my stuff so if you really think I want to support a local bookstore please go to Glow Books G-L-O Books um in Motherwell and they'll post them out to you and you can buy them from there
0: Mm, that is fantastic. Well, thank you, Joy. Thank you so much for um, chatting with us. It's been really fascinating sort of history of Ukraine and Russia all mixed in there as well. Really good. I've really enjoyed chatting. So thank you so much for, thank for you, being Matt. with us today. And thank you as well um, to the listener for listening to this podcast. As you may know by now, Christian Book Blurb happens twice a month, so there'll be another one coming out really soon. So keep your eyes and ears open for that. Where I'll be interviewing another Christian author about their books, their faith, and their life. That just leaves me to say thank you for the pleasure of your company, and I hope to be with you again soon on another edition of Christian Book Blurb. Thank you, and goodbye. Thanks for listening to Christian Book Blurb with your host, Matt McCleary. Do give it a like, give it a share, and let your friends know all about it. We do hope to see you again soon on another Christian Book Blurb.